Hello and welcome to another edition of the Third Shift Football Podcast. This time we're talking about the inaugural week of the USFL. Looking forward a little to the draft and, uh, you know, man, I go some dinner. Do you want anything? Yeah, I want some pizza. Get the fuck off this pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Third Shift Football Podcast. I am Josh Atkins with my partner in crime, Neil Tarver. And Neil, we survived is the best word for it after watching week one of the USFL returning to your TV near you or your phone or tablet because those didn't really exist back when they used to play. Neil, how are we doing today? Oh, I'm doing all right. It was very odd to watch football on a sunday in april but i would i was freaking here for it i was yelling at the tv during a random usfl game i had no rooting yeah, interest easter in. easter weekend yes. easter weekend so um lot lot to talk about um we're going to talk about the league itself what our first impressions were what we liked what we didn't like what we hope to see as the season progresses um a big signing in the nfl if you are a colts fan but i do think it is important and then uh, we talked a little bit about the draft. Neil, what was your first thought of the USFL, the rebrand USFL? I liked it. It's it's a little rough around the edges. That's some things that they need to work on, but it's the first week, and that makes sense. Um, I like the I like the Fox booth a lot. The Minifee Clat booth was really good. That was a good I, booth. Yeah, um, I love that booth. The it drone shots were kind of the drone shots were neat. They were novel. There were some times I think they could have not use them but we'll get back to that and uh overall I, I liked it i thought it was pretty good i mean there's clearly stuff that needs work but hey for what it was i did i my first impression was i was so happy that nbc and fox came together with their broadcast teams on that saturday night to put they put together a great broadcast and the game itself was really explosive the first one it was it was overall i thought it was a success Right. But we said the same thing about the AAF back in the day, which was only three years ago, 2019. <laughs> yeah. Which three is years kind ago. of crazy that it, COVID, man. Um, so I, I <laughs> no. thought it was just AAF killed the XFL. If you want to say COVID, say XFL. No, no. I'm Jesus. just saying COVID I know. makes everything feel longer. I, I just thought it was a first successful weekend um, from a broadcast and entertainment standpoint. Um. What I like the most about it is that Friday night, there was a good chunk of people there. I know tickets are only $10 and kids are free, but you know what, Neil? That's a, that's a secret to it. Make it cheap. I know it's just in Birmingham. It's played in two locations in Birmingham. They're right near each other. That's how you get people in the seats. And then Saturday uh, had bad weather. Nobody wanted to go. Same with uh, Sunday. But you know what? I'm good with it. I thought it was really good. Uh, or Monday, excuse me, because Sunday got delayed as well. Or played good on Saturday, or a lot of people there Saturday. Sunday, nobody there because of weather. And then last night, there was really nobody. It's Monday night. Nobody's going to go to it. Um, so I thought that was something I liked. Um, I thought the drone stuff was great. I really liked the replay center. I thought that was cool. Um, hearing the coaches was cool. I'll get back to that here in a little bit. Um, what else? I think the biggest thing is I liked how many, how much resources Fox and NBC dedicated 
and they gave guys that normally don't call games a chance to call games. And as somebody that works in TV, that's always important. And it's good for those guys in their career. So, and in the reality show they're doing, (laughs) (laughs) it was an all timer. Oh, they're going to wish they didn't do that one. Oh, man, that was good. Anyway, what would you like before we get to the don't like? I think I kind of covered what I liked. Like the broadcast booth, like the fact it's football in spring. And uh, I thought it was a decent product. I really did. I mean, there were some rough edges. Don't get me wrong. But I thought it was a decent product. And uh, yeah, the booths were fine. I didn't like Jason Garrett, though. But that we'll get, we'll get to that. Um, the thing I didn't like, you go ahead with you didn't like. I have a lot. But it's not it's not with the there's some with the the product on the field, which is the players. It's completely different. I had some things. I think their graphics package could have been a bit better. They did that revolutionary first down marker, and it looks like something I could have made in freaking MS Paint. Um, that needs to be improved clearly. I don't like Jason Garrett on the NBC call. I really don't like Garrett. I thought he was terrible. Um, the Collinsworth Garrett booth was not great. Um, the offensive lines need work. Like that was clear to me, other than kickers, that was the weakest link of the weekend. The and quarterbacks. Yeah, quarterbacks are hit and miss. Cause like Jordan Tamau of the bandits was great. Oh, like, he was great. Like, and I was kind of expecting him to be the class of the league. Um, some of the guys look pretty decent. But I think offensive lines need to work. They need some work on kicking because the kicking, oh, sweet God, the kicking was bad. Um, some of the drone shots, I, as much as funny as I freaking found it, to have a <laughs> drone flying through some of the plays. Um, the drones are fine. They just need to be more selective about their camera angles and what they uh, use those shots for. But it's, a lot of this is like first week stuff. You know, it's stuff that's going to get ironed out the more they go. Like, we're so used to the overly polished NFL product or college football product that it's just this new league and all the way it presents itself is going to be different. Like, the coach speak was cool. I didn't like the maybe, like, constant undercurrent in that first broadcast, but they stopped that. In game two, they said when they do segments where it's just coach talk, but then when the announcers were talking, you didn't really hear that. Right, and I think they adjusted on the fly with that stuff. I think with that, if they're going to have a simulcast, put the stream one as the coach or just have the option to change it. I know they can do that, have different options of that. Um, that would solve that. The drone, don't do it on kickoffs, for the love of God. That was bad. Um, just use it for crowd shots, right? I yeah. think that would be good, like coming in, have breaks and stuff like that, or timeouts would be good. It doesn't need to be whizzing by places. Uh, I thought that was annoying. That was fine. Um, the offensive lines for sure struggle. Kicking was bad. I don't know if that's because of the ball. It looks like it's a different ball. Um, my biggest gripe, though, and we talked about this on the phone, they picked the worst weekend to open. It was by far the worst weekend. You were competing with the NBA playoffs. Yeah, but that was not smart. They knew when the NBA playoffs were going to start. Now, granted, the NHL playoffs should have been already going if they didn't have the two-week COVID break. So that would have been a double whammy. I think if you're going to do a spring league, at least start it a week or two before the NHL and NBA playoffs. You don't want to be competing with that. 
Or started after, so you're not like okay, so the thing. But it's NBA, too late. Well, the thing with the NBA playoffs is though is that you're not going to have for two games of four plus games all the damn time. Days, That's just yeah. not going to be a thing. Like that, the first weekend is where you're going to run into that problem. Other than that, it's going to be pretty staggered. Yeah, they they probably could have nailed the timing a bit better because you're right. The NHL could have been started by now. The NBA starts this weekend. It could take a lot of time. Now there could be something to set up. They're just thinking, well. Some people aren't as into the NBA who'd be into football. And that's that's a decent thought and the novelty of it. But yeah, they could probably nail the start time a bit better. I just wouldn't try and compete when you're a, no. a new league. I, I just wouldn't do that because I had a hard time paying attention because I wanted to watch the NBA playoffs as a basketball fan. And it's kind of the offseason of football, even though I watch USFL for this podcast. And I hope you guys greatly enjoy listening to us every day or every week, excuse me, now that we're back weekly. Um, that was my only gripes. Uh, yeah, see, but for me, I'm not as big of an NBA guy. Like, I like the NBA. I'm a jazz fan. When I watched the jazz game, definitely. But I was more watching the USFL games than just random playoff games between two teams I didn't care about. Right. No, that's for sure. But um, the things I think they can improve, we've kind of highlighted on it. Um, this, I think they can separate the broadcast. I would love to hear just a coach's broadcast. That would be neat. Just all the that would calls. just be great. Just one game. I just want to hear what the coaches think, or maybe just a quarter, kind of like the Manning cast that they pulled off this last uh, Monday Night Football season was great. Now they, I know they're bringing that back, but I mean that's going to be difficult with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. That's mm. no, it's not. You did it on ESPN too. I know, but and any excuse I have to not listen to Troy Aikman talk, I will take. By the way, uh, Tariko is now officially the voice of Sunday Night Football. That was announced on wow, Tuesday. That's a which shocker. Who could have seen that coming? You know what? Al Michaels is a legend. He's a goat. Oh, he was old as shit, though. And but he was thank God we get Tariko back on primetime football. It's like wait, when, we went years without Tariko. It's like Marv Albert. Marv Albert was great in the 80s and 90s, but uh, he's just not the same anymore. When he calls games, it's freaking painful. Yeah. So there was that. Um, let's talk about the games, shall we? Yes. Uh, unless you have anything else you want to add about what we think should be improved. I think we kind of touched it. No, I think we're, I think we we're good. Uh, first game was awesome. First game was great. Uh, f- first play was a freaking play action pass. Oh. Deep shot. This beautiful. They went out and scored that drive. The receiver got killed, by the way. Luis Perez, spring football journeyman. Um, hit it, hit. Oh, what was that? What receiver's name? He looked really good. I can't um, remember. He yeah. made a great snack, and then the next he played a great game. Like he looked great all game. Next possession, the quarterback throws a similar pass, similar play. Receiver one arm touchdown, one handed catch touchdown in the end zone. That was yeah, awesome. The, so seven seven. Yeah. Um, I don't think we ever saw the two or three point plays. No, teams are being pretty conservative this weekend as far as – I saw some two-point – not in this game. There were some two-pointers in the other games, but yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, by the way, people, you can go for three points on extra points. It's great. Ten-yard play. I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it kind of dragged it into the last half of the third quarter in the fourth quarter. I mean, when you watch USFL, just think of a preseason game. With the NFL, and that's what you should expect out of these games. Am I wrong? Like, it's not the best football. Like, the talent's not quite there. 
But I mean, these guys are competing. And that I think that's what I always love about watching preseason football is these guys are trying to get a job in, in yeah, the hard. highest level of football in the world. There's no other football league that competes with the NFL. And I know the USFL is not directly correlated with the NFL, but these guys are trying to like make a summer camp in the NFL here in a couple months. So yeah. if you like that kind of football, or you just want to watch a couple of football games here and there, this is perfect. I thought this game was super fun. Um, I think both teams looked pretty good. Their defenses took over some stretch. Their offenses found their legs. As much as I like Luis Perez, AAF legend, um, I really thought the turned around for the Generals when they put in uh, – what's his name? Johnson, DeAndre Johnson? I think that's um, right. He was good. He had that kind of he had that kind of electric running style, which works well. And honestly, if they wanted to, I know the old saying is uh, two quarterbacks. If you have two quarterbacks, you have none. Doesn't really apply here because they can kind of go different ways depending on how defenses attack them using both Johnson and Perez. But their defense getting all up on the other side. Birmingham they rallied late. They kept coming back and they won the game late. So give it to Birmingham. They looked really good. Yeah, good, good game. Uh, moving on to Saturday, there was only two games. There was supposed to be three. Uh, the Houston Gamblers beat the Michigan Panthers, and uh, Lord have mercy, Michigan. Oh, that was you, you wasted your number one pick on Shea Patterson. I could have told you he was dog shit. And then guys. we got Paxton Lynch, former oh, first round God. pick of the Denver Broncos, backing him up and throwing probably the worst pass I've ever seen. Holy shit. Yes. And their head coach, <laughs> Jeff Fisher. That's all you need to know about the Michigan Panthers. Well, he's too busy on the sideline trying to figure out how to go seven and nine in a 10 game schedule. The math doesn't work, but by God, Jeff will try. He will. It was bad. Super yeah. bad. I, I It was 17, 12. There's not a lot to talk about Michigan trying to make a late comeback, but I thought Houston played a decent game. The yeah, offensive lines were game. awful this game. Mm-hmm. They were not good. All right, let's get to the game of the week. To our New Orleans Breakers. Our New Orleans Breakers. And I don't care what you people think. If we're biased. The best damn defense in the USFL, baby. If you think we're biased about the Breakers, you damn right we are. <laughs> You're goddamn right we are. We probably picked the one team that has no offense. But by God, their defense, it might be the 85 Bears. <laughs> Slaughter, Slaughter got better as the game went on. Um, The first defensive play and they nearly decapitated the quarterback <laughs> no penalty either <laughs> just oh, there's eight of them hitting you time to die that was that was actually a really good defense yeah like they're different they were in the they lived in the backfield they got some timely interceptions i mean hell they got both and special teams they got both a pick six and a, a punt block for uh safety i mean they gave nine of the t- points which is saying something um yeah so, the breakers defense looked super good their defensive line looked really good honestly their whole defense looked nasty flying. on the other side of the ball uh offensive line issues for offense for philadelphia were apparent i thought brian scott looked okay considering how much duress he was under um yeah and then the breakers offense oh boy you picked the the one so my, full disclaimer, Neil picked this team. I gave I gave Neil the power to pick our team in this league. Their uniforms were tight. They're, They're beautiful. The big easy. What's not to love? Their offense. <laughs> they run a lot. 39 run plays. They're very kind of grinded out when it went to defense. Nope. 
game our favorite manage. college is yeah. literally this team, except we finally got a quarterback at Utah. Yeah, it's it's kind of like how I was in the mid two th- in the early twenty tens. It was like Utah and the Chiefs were the same freaking team, and it was just like, oh god, <laughs> every it's the same show on every channel. Um, but yeah, that's gonna be them. I thought Slaughter, Slaughter did get better as the game went it on. Did. And it's so a lot of these offenses are going to be a little hard to tell. You can kind of tell stylistically what they want to do. Uh, both New Orleans and Pittsburgh were definitely like established the run styles. Yep. Uh, New Jersey was airing it out more. A couple of the others were more balanced. You kind of tell, but it's going to be hard to gauge how good these offenses are until the O-lines gel a bit more. Because there was a lot of, like there was a couple of plays, I think, in that in the new orleans games where dudes are getting in the blackfield unblocked i mean straight up nobody picked up a guy and yeah they were winning naturally but a lot of us miscommunication and i think as the season goes on the off the offensive lines will get better and you won't see that quite as much right so i'm wondering how these offenses will evolve but yeah so i think it's too early to put out the note on that I do have one team I hate already but that's fine (laughs) well hold on one last note on this game and we'll go Mm -hmm. to the last one if you do not have a favorite team and do not want to ride on this train called the New Orleans Breakers, the Philadelphia Stars had beautiful uniforms. Oh, they're gorgeous. It was a uniform game. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. It's just majestic, elegant, um, everything. Just every adjective you can think of on that field. But just know you root for a Philadelphia team. Sorry. God any, any fan base that throws snowballs at Santa, we have issues. Anyway, I'm sure there's plenty of nice Philadelphia fans out there. Last game was played on Monday, which was not supposed to happen. It was supposed to be played Saturday night, and it didn't happen Sunday, and now it's ha- it happened on Monday. The Bandits beat the Pittsburgh Maulers, the Tampa Bay Bandits, who uh, this is they have the early. best quarterback, and that's bad. I think they're going to be the team to beat in this league. Their defense looked really good against a admittedly somewhat predictable Pittsburgh Maulers attack. God, what do you think Pittsburgh. they're going to do, Josh? Do you think they're going to run? Their uniforms um, are horrible, too. They're horrible, yeah. Uh, but they, Jordan Tau looked like the best quarterback out there all weekend, um, so that, that probably makes them the team to beat. Uh, yeah, Tampa Bay looked really good, and Pittsburgh had continued its god awful weekend after that story came out of them cutting a player because he wanted pizza. <laughs> the they said they came out the same as saying he violated three team rules, and I'm just like, how is asking for pizza violating team rules? Well, it's they're like trying to say he was disrespectful, and like, oh, the video didn't have context. Then why did you? You, the USFL made the video you couldn't give in the context. I don't think there was context. I think you were power tripping. I think oh, so too. God, they're trying. Oh, that. Oh, the Maulers. I already hate them. Like I have a team to hate already. It's the Pittsburgh Maulers. I didn't think. <laughs> I think it take a few weeks. No, no, no. Cutting a dude for pizza over chicken salad, running the ball just seven times on their opening seven plays. Yeah, you're dead to me. You're dead to me, and you look ugly as sin too. Get the fuck out of That's here. That's three strikes. He's out. So that was week one. Um, I think my biggest takeaway from the teens is New Orleans has definitely the best defense. Mm -hmm. Tampa has the best quarterback, which means they're probably going to be the team to beat because this league will need quarterbacks to survive. But if this guy's really good, it'll help them. It's kind of like 
what was his name from the AAF that got the con- um PJ Walker? Mm, yeah, got, he, was, he, he, he balled out in the AAF. He got a trial with the Panthers. He even started for a few games last season. Best I mean, not to remember that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, congrats to him, right? Oh, good for him. Great for him. Way to parlay his chance in something yeah. greater. So, um, Neil, now it's week one of the USFL. It is also week two here coming up. And I don't have the schedule in front of me. And yeah. So- Sorry, our analysis is a bit slight this week. It's kind of, it's just, you could tell these guys haven't played that much together yet. Like the drafts a couple of weeks ago, they had a, like a couple week long training camp. Like they're just, they're going to need some time to gel. So it's a little hard to figure out who these teams are. I think you have some bait strokes. Tamalo looked like the best quarterback. New Orleans, I think definitely had the best defense, but we'll see. It's a little hard to tell. After I think in the next uh, week or two, well, another week or two, we'll have a better picture about where. Give us till stand. week four, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, or at least week three. That'd be over a quarter of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so week two, Friday, you get the Michigan Panthers against the New Jersey Devils at eight p.m. Eastern New time. New Jersey these- Devils, little cross, yeah, no, uh, little little NHL US cross promotion. I love it. Sorry, Let's do it. The New what Jersey are they playing? Generals. Um, all these signs are Eastern, eight o'clock. USA or on Peacock Saturday, you got noon. You got the Pittsburgh Maulers, who we all hate, against the Philadelphia Stars. That's at noon on Fox. And then at seven o'clock on Fox Sports One, you get the Stallions against the Gamblers. And Sunday is, oh my, game of the week, baby. Game of the week, Neil. And we're going to pick these games after I'm done with this. The New Orleans Breakers against the Tampa Bay Bandits, three o'clock on. NBC. So, Neil, first game Friday, Panthers or Generals? The spread, you can bet on this, by the way. Um, it was not on FanDuel in New York. It was on WinBets in New York. Um, but if you're into that, fine. If not, whatever. We'll, we'll pick the game and spread. So, Neil, uh, Generals are fair by one and a half. Uh, yeah, actually, I agree with that. Give me the Generals. I liked what they had at the end of that game with Johnson, QB more. Let, let him kind of do more option out more option stuff and build a little more dynamic at the quarterback position. And really the Shea Patterson Paxton Lynch scenario on Michigan is prohibitively awful. Yeah, so yeah, give me, it. give me the generals. I yeah, think the I'll, generals will win this one. Give me the generals in the points. Um, Maulers and stars Phillies fair by six and a half. Yeah. Give me the stars. Nothing I saw with the Maulers on Sunday impressed me one bit. I think the Stars are a decent enough team. I think they had a bad matchup. I think Brian Scott is one of the better quarterbacks in this league. I think the Mahler, not the Maulers, I think the Stars will win. You got, you're going to take the points? Yeah, take the points too. I, I am super down on Pittsburgh. They did not look that great. Okay, I'll take the Stars, but I think the Maulers cover. I think I bet they lose by six. Six and a half seems high. Um, Stallions Gamblers, three and a half for the home team, the Gamblers. Or no, wait, Birmingham is the Stallions. Sorry. Ugh, it's hard. New league. Sorry. Uh, this one's going to be a tough one. I think the Gamblers have a good defense. Uh, and Pittsburgh, not Pittsburgh, Birmingham seem more balanced. You know, give me the home team. I think they'll have a quote-unquote home crowd just because they're the Birmingham They're technically team. the road team in this. I apologize. Yeah, they're technically the road team, sure. But it's they're all played in Birmingham. So I think the Birmingham people will show out a little bit for them. Yeah, give me Birmingham and the. I liked what Birmingham did. Give me Birmingham and what was the spread? Three and a half. Give me Birmingham to win and uh, Houston to cover. I like Houston outright. Okay. Like Houston outright. 
And then uh, game of the week, Breakers, Bandits, Bandits by three and a half. I hate to say this, but give me uh, give me Tampa Bay. I agree. I don't I don't trust the Breakers offense. Yeah, I gotta see more. Yeah, if 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 Slaughter and the op- Slaughter 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 if Slaughter and the offense can take a step up and and do and be a bit more dynamic, I think they can have a run in this game because the their defense is really good. But I think Jordan Tamayo is just enough to push Tampa Bay over the edge in this game. Yep, I agree with that. Um, let's move to the NFL, Neil. Two quick things: um, the Colts have a new corner. Yes, very Stephon Gilmore. Field. Yeah, very left field. I was pumped at work when this got announced. What, what was your thoughts as a non-Colts fan? I mean, it's a good signing. You guys definitely needed a CB1 uh, now that Rocky uh, Sin and, and Xavier Rhodes left. Uh, I'm a little wondering how he is more of a man corner. I'm wondering how he's going to work in that zone scheme, especially <laughs> that cover three zone scheme. But he'll, he'll, he's a smart guy. He'll probably be really good at it. It's a good signing. I love it. I think it's a home run signing. I think they got the pass rush figured out um, and out help Gilmore. They are going to bank, I guess, on Isaiah Rogers being their number two guy, which <sighs> I don't know about that. But I think if they have a good pass rush, it'll kind of mask that problem until they play like the Bills or the Chiefs or the Bengals in the playoffs. So that's a great signing for them. It was only a two-year deal. I think the guarantee was over 10. So like that, yeah. 20 mil, uh, $23 million contract, 10 was guaranteed. So good signing. Loved it. I feel like this was a what started off as a horrible offseason, ended as a great one as we head to the draft, which is next Thursday. And yeah. guess who won't be there? Mel Kiper. Yeah, let's. I'm not commenting on that because the way he worded it, it might no, be no. a medical issue. So. I'm just telling people because if they didn't see it on Twitter, he made the announcement. He will not be there because he's not vaccinated. He gave his reason, whatever. If you want to know more about it, go read a statement. Don't care anymore. Go for it. Um, but yeah, next Thursday, um, I have no idea. Who, I don't, it's not a deep quarterback draft. Now, great. These guys could be studs. We have no idea, but at every other position. Oh boy. It is a deep draft, especially like wide receiver. Wide receiver is probably the deepest. Wide receiver draft. Um, I think there's a lot of good CBs in this draft. Uh, defensive pass rushers, maybe not quite as much. Maybe the, they're good. There might be some good jet rushers, but only a couple truly elite. But it's a pretty deep draft talent-wise. Yeah, if you if you are trying to fill holes or you need top-end talent, this is the draft, especially probably the first three rounds. Like, you're not going to – really miss unless you didn't do your homework if you're a team oh teams will find a way to miss the raiders will find a way to miss the jets will find a way the jaguars will find a way commanders the commies we do not say commanders sorry the commies will find a way to miss anyway um so yeah next thursday uh we are planning to do a post draft recap for all the teams what we thought of what each team did and now kind of be the end of the NFL offseason. Really, I mean, don't be free agent science because there's people like Julio Jones available and Tyrell Matthew available. So, and then this pod will be all USFL all the time. Yep. <laughs> so um, we'll be back. Uh, I'm actually going to a baseball game in Syracuse next Sunday with some family here in New York. So uh, we'll probably have a podcast up that night or Monday um, because I'll have to watch the Breakers game on my phone. 
But uh, I hope you all enjoyed USFL. If you watch, if not, there's plenty of highlights, uh, probably replays, replays on Fox Sports Go, on the app or Peacock. So if you miss it, check it out. Just lower your expectations. It's nothing oh, it great, bad. but it's good. If you like football, it's good. And it's April 19th today. Mm-hmm. When's the last time we had spring football? Uh, 2019 and then what was that before february of 2020 yeah so enjoy it and uh thank you for listening to this podcast again we're on most podcast platforms it's apple google and spotify you can find us on twitter as well and uh yeah yeah good episode today and uh shorter today but we didn't ramble a bunch no, we need we need more time to digest USFL. It's gonna take a couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Yep. So yeah, well, Neil, anything good, you want to add? No, just have a good night, everybody. And then uh, we are also still trying to figure out how we're gonna live stream. Uh, we probably will do a Breakers game because um, that's what this podcast is on. It's the Breakers. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Anyway, have a great day, and we'll be back next week. Bye.